Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. Chag Sameach. Mo'adim l'simcha. Ligula Shlema. Today we celebrate Israel's, the state of Israel's, 73rd birthday at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Good morning. Chag Sameach. Moadim l'simcha. Ligula Shleimat. Thursday, 15th of April. Third of E.R. Usually we celebrate Yom Ha'atzmaut on the 5th of E.R., but because we don't want Yom Ha'atzmaut to interfere with Shabbat or Erev Shabbat, which of course would lead into Shabbat, Yom Ha'atzmaut, the observance of Israel Independence Day, is moved to the third of ER. And here we are on 3 ER 5781 saying, And as we celebrate on this Yom Ha'atzmaut, Day 18 in the counting of the Omer, two weeks and four days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. As we celebrate this Yom Ha'atzmaut together, Mayor Weingarten is going to join us a few minutes from now and get our get the really um, main part of our Yom Ha'atzmaut special going. And of course, we'll keep the music going, and we hope that you will comment on our app and participate with us from around the world. Those of you in Israel, you're feeling a very special feeling today. You're going through an amazing celebratory feeling as uh, you get to celebrate firsthand Israel's 73rd birthday. Those of us in the diaspora, we together are going to be celebrating and hoping that we can bridge the gap between us and the Holy Land. It's been a big gap recently, a really big gap, especially for those of us who are used to getting to Israel as often as possible. So hopefully this special and our broadcast this morning will bring everybody 
closer to the Holy Land. 73 years, pretty remarkable, pretty amazing. So I asked myself what would be an appropriate way to kick off this year's Yom Hatzmaut special. And then yesterday, uh, and, and many of you commented on this, and I was flattered with the reaction we got to it. Uh, yesterday I read the story as written by uh, our good friend Phil Rosen about his uncle Pinchas. Remember Uncle Pinchas? We discussed him yesterday, the survivor, a Polish refugee who arrived at the age of 25 in a dreamland of his that he called Palestine. Remember, this is after he was in Siberia, in camps in Cyprus. I mean, he was of a generation, he was from a large, large group of people in our Jewish history, in our Jewish community, that could not have felt that there was much hope that could not have could not have uh, in any way been comforted that soon after this tragedy and disaster there'd be a state of Israel could they even believe it could they even believe that there would be such a thing uncle pinchas as we said yesterday and as phil will discuss with us in a moment uh he uh, he fought hard in the war of independence on the last week of the war Pinchas Rosen was gunned down in Mishmar Hayadin. He was buried holding his gun, and his last words were, a Jewish soldier never leaves his weapon. Yeah, what a lesson we learned about that. We may need that lesson, by the way, in certain parts of the world very soon. Anyway, the bottom line is that uh, if you followed the miraculous tale yesterday on the air, Pinchas Rosen, who assumed he was the only survivor of his family, was not. He didn't realize that two brothers had survived and that they have, thank God, seen generation now after generation living in the state of Israel and living in the diaspora as well. And uh, Phil Rosen on this Yom mood is with us live via telephone. Phil, an absolute pleasure to welcome you on a day like today to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum, and thank you so much. Thank you again for reading uh, the poem story I wrote uh, many years ago, but I really... I appreciate it. It uh, means well, a lot to me, and uh means a lot to me that I'm on the show um, on this, what I consider, holy day. Well, my pleasure, and it, it really uh, gave us a, uh, really an incredible, um, it was an incredible addition to our Yom Hazikaron program, and, and, and for obvious reasons. Phil, I asked you to come on toward the beginning of the show for one reason, for one reason, and that was to ask you one question. What would Uncle Pinchas say? What would he say if he knew that 73 years later, we are together, Jews around the world, not just in Israel, celebrating the most incredible state, the most amazing land, the most advanced country in the world, an absolute world leader and superpower in any category that you and I could bring up in this conversation? What would Uncle Pinchas say? It's not believable. It's clearly, you know, way out of the realm of anything anybody ever imagined. Um, the fact that I, I was reading this morning, um, I guess it still is morning, right? Sure. <laughs> um, I, was reading, I was reading this morning an article in one of the Israeli newspapers about the um, the miracle that's Israel. I, I write every few years um, a little column 
called Why I Love Israel. <laughs> We're on part 10 now or whatever it is, but um, little things that just mean so much. But this article went into full detail about um, about what Israel has achieved, and um, and it talks specifically about what it achieved in the last year during the pandemic when the world was shut down. Um, the entire world was shut down, and uh, Israel was able to achieve, you know, four peace treaties with countries that uh, that had never. Um, even thought about um, being close to Israel. They achieved vaccination of almost the entire population in record time. They achieved so much. They achieved dozens of companies um, becoming public at high, ridiculously high valuations. Um, they achieved the fact that uh, Iran... Um, probably fears Israel more than it fears any other country in the world. It achieved the fact that um, some of the countries, the reason why they're entering into peace treaties or non-aggression pacts, the ones that haven't yet come around to a peace treaty, is because they look at Israel as a defender. It's, um, it's amazing that the United States, whether on purpose or for other reasons, is not the number one defender of the countries in that area against the attack and the aggression of Iran. And everything you so, just said, they've achieved from a position of strength, which is also remarkable. Exactly right. And I think that, uh, you know, that's it's what leaders like Menachem Begin always, you know, directed us to do. He always said that from strength... Uh, Will come Israel. Remember, many years ago when Begin was speaking to the House, to the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, he basically said those exact same words to uh, to Joe Biden, who at that time was the chair of the Foreign Relations Committee, um, and obviously is now the president of the United States. And it's something that uh, you know when I speak to Israeli government officials, the first thing I tell them is just remember. Menachem Begin gave you direction. He told you which which way you, you should go. You know, it's funny. So. I, th- I thought of Begin when I read the quote from your uncle about a Jewish soldier never leaves his weapon. If there's one thing yeah. ba- Begin taught us, and really that whole generation that fought in the War of Independence and that uh, on whose shoulders the state of Israel was built, including your uncle, if there's one thing they taught us, it's that enough is enough. Jews are no longer going to... Uh, uh, bow to the enemy. Jews are no longer going to be led to the slaughter after the tragedy of Europe, and after after uh, seeing what the Jewish people have endured for uh, for all these uh, uh, all these generations and centuries. Enough is enough, and sure enough, that's the attitude. Your uncle's attitude is the one that built the land and the one that built the state, because no longer yep. are we going to worry about. Um, uh, about what the uh, about what the enemy does, we're going to be there to make sure that they are uh, unable uh, to annihilate to to uh, to to achieve their their goal to annihilate the Jewish people will not happen uh, anymore in this exactly. generation. And that's why exactly. I say that's why when I ask you what would Uncle Pincha say today, I, I think that in addition to it being unbelievable and 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 you know who 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 could have envisioned as he's trying to survive and unfortunately is. Uh, is gunned down in the in the last days of the war. Uh, in, in addition to to all of that, in terms of um, 
you know, who can believe that the state has gotten to this point, I think he, he would say, I am proud to see that Jews are ready to stand up for themselves. I am proud to see yep. that, that Jews have been there both physically and diplomatically and politically and in every which way that Jews are, are ready, like you said in the, in the, um, in the shadow of Begin, uh, to, uh, to stand up, to stand up and be full of Jewish pride and be prideful that we've built the state of Israel the way we have. Exactly. I think, you know, my uncle, um, when he was back in Poland, um, he was in a Beitar group that was led by Menachem Begin. So I am positive wow. that um, he's feeling very proud today. And what is it like, we said this yesterday because it's part of your piece, what is it like knowing that future generations visit him, visit his gravesite, visit him on a regular basis? Um, he's got to be very, very, very happy, very proud. His, um, yesterday, obviously I wasn't able to make it, but two years ago and a bunch of other years, I made it to his graveside, which is in Sfat. Um, but yesterday, my brother who lives in Israel and his son and, uh, one of my nieces went to the grave and, um, and were there for the ceremony. And it's powerful. It's one of the most powerful events I've ever been at, is to be at the grave of a soldier during Yom HaZikaron. It's really just an amazing thing. The sacrifices that have been made. And And you look around, you look around and you see people of all different generations mourning um, their soldiers. And it's, it's mesmerizing. Just incredible. Really? Well, we are obviously we're dedicating a today's celebration to Uncle Pinchas, as you probably assumed. And uh, thank you. I, I thank you for joining us and your story, meaning, you. me, meaning the Rosen family story, where where the assumption was there's nobody left, uh, and now you know generations have flourished is is the true story of Jewish history, and it's a, the miracle of Jewish history, and it's the celebration today. Of, uh, Thank you Jewish so history. much. This is means a lot to me, and uh, it means a lot to all of us. But I really appreciate it. You know, this is um, it's it's a sad story, yeah. But it's a beautiful, miraculous story, and the fact that generations after are still, you know, paying tribute is pretty amazing. Yesterday, after your show, I would say probably twenty cousins. Wrote to me about Uncle Pinchas. It's funny, and uh, there. And by the way, we should point out the obvious: there are a lot of Uncle Pinchases out there. There are a lot of people in that generation who gave their life for this, for the eventual state of Israel, and who, thank God, have either children, grandchildren, or nieces and nephews, and great nieces and great nephews who are now flourishing in the land. And we should remember that as well. It's not just one Uncle Pinchas, it's one he, no, there's, your relative. There's thousands. Who, there's who, thousands. Right, who we have, uh, so in the same cemetery, is uh, buried a close friend of ours who was killed at 19 years old um, in the uh, Lebanon War. Um, his name is Noam Yehuda, um, and his father for a year or two, was um, the principal of North Shore Hebrew Academy, and his brother was a very close friend of mine. He was the younger brother, and um, he's buried in the same cemetery, so we're able to, every time we go for Yom HaZikaron, we're able to uh, 
stand together um, when the uh, when the sound is made. Um, you know the the, the sound siren, that yeah. uh, brings us all to silence. Yeah, the sacrifices continued and unfortunately continue even after the establishment of the state. Phil Rosen, I thank you. Uh, we dedicate today's Yom Ha'atzmaut celebration. Yeah, it's a little bit somber, this conversation, folks. We get that, but there is a transition between Yom HaZikaron and Yom Ha'atzmaut, and now uh, we are in Yom Ha'atzmaut mode and wishing Israel a happy 73rd birthday um, uh, on this incredible Israel Independence Day. Phil Rosen, thank you, and Chag Sameach, Mo'adim L'Simcha, Ligula Shlema. Amen, amen. Thank you so much. And have a happy Yom Ha'atzmaut, everybody. Chag Sameach. All dedicated to Uncle Pinchas. Thursday morning broadcast. It's Yom Ha'atzmaut, everybody, here at JM in the AM.
Can't wait to say those words again. I am here, meaning in Israel. Can't wait to say those words again. Later, we'll speak with uh, Ari Rockoff, uh, 
RZA, <laughs> I'm laughing only because they did something that I don't think anybody would have believed would have been a good idea. They announced a mission to Israel for next month, and I think they're sold out. I mean, based on all the coverage they've been getting from around the world from all these variety of news sources, it seems they are sold out, and they are uh, the first the first to declare we're going back to Israel. And how appropriate, how appropriate, religious Zionists of America leading us back to Israel. Anyway, we'll speak to Ari Rockwell later on. And Mizrahi does present our a big Lagba Omer celebration coming up. If you're interested in sponsoring the Lagba Omer celebration, Avram Rosenblum and Diaspora and the Diasperados are going to be the uh, the stars of that five-hour musical extravaganza. If you want to sponsor, come down, be part of it. Uh, we're doing it in a uh, studio in New Jersey. Um then you uh, just email us, yoni at nachomsegel.com, yoni, Y-O-N-I, at nachomsegel.com. Simple as that. Day 18, the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, do so sometime today. It is Yom Atzmud, Israel Independence Day. I. It is rare that we do Hatikva in the middle of the show. We always wrap up, of course, with Hatikva. But Cantor Natanel Hirschdick and the uh, Hampton Synagogue Choir put out this amazing audio and video just a couple of days ago. And I just got to play it, at least to wrap up the first hour. Mayor Weingarten is going to join us for hour number two. We have plenty to celebrate on this 73rd birthday of the State of Israel at JM in the AM. See you. 
What a way to wrap up hour number one of a Thursday morning Yomatsmut celebration. One of our favorites from Israel. Love this song. Mayor Weingarten is going to be paying careful attention to our news from Israel, as he always does, and then he'll let us know what the latest and greatest is from the Holy Land. And then we kick off the central part of our Yomatsmut special. Day 18 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. By the way, speaking of Mizrahi, I have in front of me the list of 73 things about Israel that the Mizrahi put out this past HaMizrahi issue. We'll see if we can stump Mayer on some of those coming up. <laughs> Always have to put some competition in the Yomatzmud special. Uh, and it is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web and AlchemSingle.com and the AlchemSingle Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's all in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Oh, what are they doing right after the news? Uh, Golly, it's Israel Army Radio 2 p.m. newscast for a Yomatz Mu'ud 5781. from JM in the AM. ליצאל שעה שתיים, שלום רב ויום עצמאות שמח באולפן ציון סימפסון גרוסמן עם מה שקורה עכשיו. מדינת ישראל חוגגת 73 שנים. מטס חיל האוויר המסורתי מתקיים בשעה זו בשמי באר שבע, לאחר מכן יגיע לאשדוד, אשקלון ויישובי הדרום. ניתן להתעדכן בלוח הזמנים המלא של המטס באתר חיל האוויר. כתבנו דורון קדוש מוסר כי לפני שעה קלה הסתיים חידון התנ״ך העולמי במעמד ראש הממשלה, יושב ראש הכנסת ושר החינוך. במקום השני, דביר ברחד מקריית אתא, ובמקום הראשון, גלעד אברהמוף מנתניה. זה היה חידון מאוד מאתגר, מאוד משמח, וברוך השם שהיום הצלחנו לעשות את זה אחרי מאמץ של כמה שנים טובות. ואני מזמין את כולם בהזדמנות הזאת ללמוד תנ״ך, לפתוח, זה נמצא אצל כולנו, שייך לכולנו הספר הזה, להחכים, ללמוד ולשמוח עם הספר הזה. את אירועי יום העצמאות יחתום טקס פרס ישראל, שהוקלט מראש וישודר בשעה שש וחצי. את הפרס יקבלו שמונה קלות וחתנים. כזכור, הפרס למתמטיקה ומדעי המחשב לא יחולק בטקס. זאת אחרי ששר החינוך סירב לאשר את המלצת ועדת הפרס על זכייתו של הפרופסור השנוי במחלוקת עודד גולדרייך. כתבתנו איילת ברון מציינת שאם יוחלט בהמשך על זכייתו, הוא יוכל לקבל את הפרס בטקס בשנה הבאה, או במועד מוקדם יותר, לבחירתו. סערה בעקבות תיעוד בו נראית קבוצת חרדים קיצוניים מחללת את קברי חיילי צה"ל וצורבת את הזרים והדגלים שהונחו בהר המנוחות בירושלים. הרמטכ"ל אביב כוכבי אמר כי מדובר באירוע חמור ומביש המבטא פגיעה במגני המדינה ובערכיה וביקש לחזק את המשפחות השכולות. גם במגזר החרדי מגנים חבר הכנסת יעקב אשר מיהדות התורה מדובר בקומץ פרובוקטורים פרו, חסרי לב שלא ראויים לתואר חרדים המשטרה פתחה בחקירה. ידיעה שריכזו כתבנו עשאל פלד, צחי דבוש ויניר קוזין. נשיא איראן רוחני מאיים בהעשרת אורניום ברמה של 90 אחוזים, ואומר שאם מדינתו הייתה רוצה בכך, יש לה את היכולת להעשיר אורניום ברמה כזו. לצד זאת הבהיר רוחני כי אם המעצמות החברות בהסכם הגרעין יעמדו בהתחייבות, גם איראן תעמוד בדרישות, ולא תעשיר אורניום מעבר לרמה המותרת. כתבתנו מוריה אסרף וולברג מזכירה כי בעקבות התקיפה המיוחסת לישראל במתקן להעשרת אורניום בנתאנז, איראן העלתה השבוע את רמת העשרת האורניום ל-60%. 
הישראלים שווים לפארקים ולמנגלים. כמאה אלף מבקרים פוקדים את שמורות הטבע והגנים הלאומיים. כתבתנו לענייני סביבה, נטע רז, מוסיפה שפארק הכרמל, עין חרדלית, כל חניוני יער מנדב וחניון בני ציון מלאים עד אפס מקום. הציבור מתבקש שלא להגיע למקום. כתבנו מתן לוי שמע את המבלים בפארק הלאומי ברמת גן. איזה אווירה יש פה, מלא ישראלים, מטיילים, מבלים, המנגלים באוויר, המוזיקה. אנחנו כרגע בפארק הלאומי, נהנים של החיים, עושים פה שמח. הנה הנה המטס. רואים את המטס. הבאנו פרגיות, קבבים, סטייקים, לבבות, הרבה דברים טובים. בקרן קיימת לישראל וברשות הטבע והגנים מבקשים מציבור המטיילים לשמור על הניקיון. באולפן גלגלצ נמסר כי כביש ספר 6 לצפון עמוס מאוד ממחלף חורשים עד ניצני עוז בגלל תאונת דרכים. בכביש החוף לצפון עומס תנועה כבד ממחלף פולג עד מחלף ינאי. כביש מספר 4 לצפון עמוס מאוד ממחלף רעננה דרום עד צומת חפר. כביש גאה עמוס ממחלף מורשה עד מסובים. איילון צפון עמוס מאוד ממחלף חולון עד שמריה ומזרח. באיילון דרום עומס תנועה ממחלף רוקח עד לגוארדיה. כביש אשדוד אשקלון עמוס ממחלף אשדוד עד מחלף עד הלום. מזג האוויר, עלייה נוספת בטמפרטורות שתהיינה מעט כבהות מהרגיל לעונה. חג עצמאות שמח. אלה החדשות שעורכת חמוטל רוזן. All right, let me just get on my checklist. Uh, yeah, they said mangal, they said kebab, uh, they said, uh, Mayor, what would you say? Were they, were, did, did they do the entire list or not? No, they left out Abel's and Hyman. I think they also left out Pekka Kid. Did they say Pekka Kid at all during yes, the- Yes, they did. They did? They okay, did. good. So I can check that off my Yomatsu bingo sheet. They definitely sheet. said uh, <laughs> the traffic is uh, very heavy, and there's certain places that they mentioned that you- Please don't come. Don't come. There are too many people. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? And by the way, those of you who had Park Carmel on the bingo sheet, that was a thousand to one. You're the winner. <laughs> You're the big winner today. <laughs> who would have thought generations ago I know, my that they would have to tell the people there are too many people here? And I know that that you know we have, we have a, a lot to do today, but... It, it, as those kids were screaming about the condition of today, I'm saying to myself, my God, 73 years ago, you know, sold, makeshift soldiers are screaming through the streets, you know, uh, with, with instructions, direction, confusion, and, and the bedlam of trying to win a war that nobody was prepared to fight. And 73 years later, we're hearing the same voices, the same type of... of, um, of um, Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The the same type of uh, tone, but in a celebratory fashion. The the kebab is great. The mangalim are amazing. <laughs> the traffic's insane. Like, you know, what a difference. What an incredible difference. By the way, uh, my brother-in-law is celebrating a birthday in Israel right now with his children and grandchildren. And because this year... Which one? My brother-in-law, Mark. Happy birthday. Okay. Happy and, birthday. And because... A, and because um, and they, they may actually be listening right now. Who knows? But because, uh, and, and he's with his children and grandchildren, and because it is Yom Ha'atzma'ud, it seems they paid very careful attention to the menu. Mayor, I'm going to hold this up to our camera, and you'll tell me if you could tell what they're serving over there. Looks like a falafel. There you go. So they, they I think they too have been Yotze L'Chol when it comes to Yom Ha'atzma'ud. Mm. They are eating yeah. falafel balls and pita bread. Uh, that's basically it, right? I think, is that the only, uh, is that the only obligation? blue and white. Is that the only, ob- <laughs> right, the only obligation of the day? By the way, Mayor, I'm glad you brought this up. 
Is there an advantage, Mayor? Is there an advantage to a Zoom Yom Hatzma'ut gathering? In other words, every year, of course, including us at the Mizrahi on the Lower East Side, we have an in-person Yom Hatzma'ut gathering. So I ask you, Mayor, in the aftermath of last night where there was no in-person gathering, but it was instead a Zoom gathering, I ask you, is there any advantage to a Zoom gathering? And I have the answer. Are you ready for me? Are you ready for this? Sure, sure. Usually... There are refreshments served in the ulam after the Yomatsmod gathering. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, because of the, again, Zoom situation, they did not serve. I mean, obviously, we weren't serving <laughs> through Zoom, but what they did. They served virtually. But right, but what the Mizrahi did was they delivered a bag of goodies. <sighs> To each of the homes. Wow. So now the question is, is there an advantage to a Zoom Yom Atzmud? And I have the answer. The answer is, when we're in the Mizrahi, we got these puny blue and whites, these little tiny blue and whites that they serve in the Ulam. Yesterday, because of the Zoom event, they delivered stuff in a bag. They had these massive blue and white. So there's an advantage, Mayor, to having a Zoom Yom Hatzmah celebration. The blue and whites are much, much larger than the ones they have in Shul. Wow. <laughs> I That's such a beautiful idea that they delivered. Oh, yeah. Isn't that nice? Yeah. It is very nice. I have another advantage. And that but, is? Uh, you don't have to leave your house. <laughs> you can stay right where you are. Uh, right did, where you did are. the news include anything you want to mention aside from the Yom Hatzmah uh, 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 They mentioned the flyover, which is now a yearly tradition where the Israeli Air Force uh, does flyovers and they, they, you have a schedule of exactly when they're going to pass over your area. Wow. And, and you know, it's interesting. The Israeli Air Force, they're, they're pretty good at this. Stuff, really? Flying. Really? Yeah, they're, they're pretty precise. You're impressed <laughs> with them. <laughs> I'm very, they're a very impressive group, yes. Uh, the Chidon Tanakh. Oh, yes. Mentioned. How do I forget the Chidon Tanakh? Do we know anything about any details? Yes. Yes, I do. I, I watched the last few minutes. Remember, First everybody, all, this is the International Bible Contest. And it was a partially Zoom and partially live. Oh, my gosh. The Israeli contenders were live in the, the uh, Tetron. Right. The uh, Chutz Laaretz competitors were all on Zoom. And so it made it... Un- uh, uh, it was difficult. It was, it was awkward. Uh, it was awkward. It was awkward. That's the right word. Anyway, uh, no one from America was in the final two, but there is someone from America, someone from our area yeah. in the top three. Number three was, uh, is a young man by the name of Binyamin Ram. He lives in White Plains, New York, and he goes to Frisch. Wow. Congratulations. Amazing. There'll be a big celebration in Frisch today, that's for sure. I'm sure. Number two, uh, Devir Barchad. And number one, the Chatan HaTanach, Gilad Abrahamov. Uh, Devir Barchad is from Kiryat Atta. Gilad Abrahamov is from the Shivat Bnei Akiva and Netanya. Wow. I think Kiryat Atta has been in the top three uh, in recent years. What are they? What, what's in the water I, in Kiryat Arta? Track. I don't have I don't have my archives with me. You don't have your Chidonat Tanach Almanac. <laughs> my archives, my Almanac. Yeah. I mean, come on. It would like you know. There's the baseball encyclopedia. Can't we create a Chidonat Tanach encyclopedia for all these kids? I mean, come on. We want to remember. I bet you. By the way, there is somewhere where they have all the results from every Chidonat Tanach. Online, gotta, I'm yeah, sure. It's got to be because somewhere. everything is online. Uh, Mayor, check that out. Uh, make sure it's on my desk Monday morning. Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> You have a desk? <laughs> yeah, occasionally I'll sit at a desk. Usually I'm at a board. Thursday morning, Yom Hatzmah, we're celebrating Israel's 73rd birthday. Mayor Weingarten, of course, 
is with us. Would not be a uh, JMNAM celebration without him. And uh, we have a lot to do. Um, this is a um, – oh, and I wanted to acknowledge the uh, – first of all, I wanted to acknowledge the Natanel Hirschstick piece that we just did, the Hatikva, uh, a cappella fashion, uh, which was a, um, a piece that he just did with the Hampton Synagogue Choir a couple of days ago. It's rare, Mayor, as you know, that we play Hatikva in the middle of the show. Yes. Not, not a not, but I felt that because it was a, a, a new piece and, um, and really beautiful uh, that we would feature that. So there you have it. It is well worthwhile. Oh, there you go. Now you've sent. Okay, so Mayor, uh, tell us where we're going here. I mean, what are we starting with? Because there's um, so much to do. Maybe we can go to a quick song. Let's and do then a we'll quick start... song. Let's do a yeah. quick song, Mayor. As, Your choice. As Your you choice. hear, as you hear, this great enthusiasm in my voice when it comes to the Yamatsmut celebration. Uh, it's 73, the 73rd birthday, and you know my goal, Mayor. I've discussed this with you before. You know my goal. My goal is to be in Israel, hopefully living there, but in Israel for Israel's 100th birthday. You know when that is, right? Um, in um, 27 years from now. Right. 2040. I thought you were going to say 2048. 2048. 2048. Yeah, that's also true. It's also on right. 2048. 2048, Israel's 100th birthday. And I'm saying it like that because when we started doing this and when we were kids and you and I as children were counting 18 years, 20 years. 20, remember 25? Remember 25 was a big yeah, one. Sure, 25 sure. years and 30 and 35. We are now at a point where we're, oh, and by the way, 75, please God, will be a big year. Please God, mm-hmm. please God, will be a very big year. So, I mean, it, it, you know, we're, we're getting close to that point where it's no longer a – uh, a stretch to start thinking about the 100th anniversary of the state of Israel. And, of course, that's a completely different benchmark than any of the ones I just mentioned. I know it sounds silly because we still have a lot of time before we get there, but I, I think you know being closer to 100 than we are to 25 is quite significant in the history of the state of Israel. We always said you know, Israel's a young country, which it is. Israel has accomplished so much in just a few decades, which they have. But we're getting to the point where... We're no longer going to be a young country. We're going to be, you know, a well-established. And, Baruch Hashem. You know what and, I'm saying. And, uh, right. And his, history, in history, 73 years, 75 years, 100 years is nothing. It's like five seconds. That's right. But we hope and pray that it'll be for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. Amen is right. Uh, Mayor has sent me a clip, a video clip of Yonatan Razel with a song entitled Hamasala Eretz Yisrael. This apparently was recorded at the uh, home of the president of Israel, right? That's what it says. At, 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 yes, at a, um, ceremony? at a ceremony. I don't remember which, but it's a story of the Aliyah of Ethiopian Jews to Eretz Yisrael which is yet another miracle that happened in our time, in our days, that we could see with our own eyes. And when people say, Become you know, we see miracles, yeah. if there would be miracles, we, you know, like, yeah. you know, and I'm yeah. saying, open your eyes, look around. Here's one. Yeah, one after the other after the other. Yonatan Razel, JM in the AM. Al Gabi Saka Ochil Hadal 
What a piece. And if you look at the video, folks, and I suggest you watch it online, you'll see the reaction of the people in the crowd, how emotional and how incredible. Mayor Weingarten is with us. We're celebrating Israel's 73rd birthday. Mayor, what do you have for us on this Yom Ha'atzmaut? Okay, you know, uh, every year the ceremony that oh. sh- shifts us from the Avelut from the morning of Yom HaZikaron, of Memorial Day, to the celebration of Yom HaTzma'ud, a unique phenomenon throughout the world. I don't think there's any country in the world that celebrates their Independence Day this way. But it's so appropriate for Israel. And at the main sort of feature of that that ceremony is 12 torch bearer, torch lighters, they're the 12 Shivtei Israel connector. They pick a theme every year and they honor different people that fit into the theme that to light the torch. And they introduce the person, they say why they chose him. And then the person gets up and has a, has a written text, which they're not supposed to change. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, they read from the text, and the text of each and every one ends with Uletif Eret Midinat Yisrael, for the glory of the state of Israel. They're lighting this torch 
for this and this and this and this and this for the glory of the state of Israel. And it's a beautiful thing. It really is good. And there's music before and after and there's brachot and uh, dancing and military. It's, it's a beautiful ceremony. So I usually try to bring to our audience uh, one or two clips of that were special, right. that caught people's attention. So the first one is Shlomi Shabbat. Shlomi Shabbat, you have there the clip? I have it ready to go. And you, you got to tell everybody who he is. Go ahead. Shlomi Shabbat is a singer, but he's not just a singer. He really bridges Ashkenazi Sfaradi, Misorati Chiloni. Even Dati. Uh, this is the type of singer that you've been telling us about for 20 yes. years. Yes. Yes, I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, I'm saying it. This is he's, he's, literally he's, from the category that you introduced to this network. He's He is a Misorati person himself, meaning he comes right. from Edot HaMizrach. He made Aliyah from Turkey. When, wow. when I think his parents made Aliyah from Turkey, and um, he he's very popular, and he also bridges the generations amongst the the singers as well. By the way, this audience is familiar with him because of his work with Yaakov Shweki. He bridges Dati right. and Nandati as right. well, right? Right, that's correct. Um, so he got he got Corona, Oy. he got COVID, and he was very sick, Oy. and he was in a dangerous situation. He was in the hospital and the whole thing and and thank god he he made his made his way through it and he got better and well and so forth and so honoring him was very special because obviously a lot of the theme was corona and people and doctors and nurses and medics and everything but he represented also the people that were so affected the performers that couldn't perform anywhere right so this is his lighting, and he did something unusual, is he sang, towards the end, he sang one of his songs, and I'll tell you, I, I sent you the link, I don't think we'll have the time for it, but the song is called Biglal Haruach, right. because of the spirit, that, the, the spirit that is behind me, that goes with me. No, it doesn't matter. It's, it's sort of lo v'lo mm-hmm. ki you know? Mm-hmm. And that's where he deviated from the script, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to allow it, huh? Well, allow Here it. he Go is. Ahead. This is Shlomi Shabbat at JM in the AM. I, Shlomi ben Avraham ben Nechama, am Eli Shabbat, Zichronam Livracha, Masi Mesuazo, Lichvod Orai, Shalom in Turkey, Vichol Aulim, Mikol Tfutzot Israel, Shemikol Atzilim, Vasigronot, Sheviu Itam, Anachlu, יוצרים פה את המוזיקה הנהדרת שלנו לכבוד משפחתי הקרובה והמורחבת משפחת המוזיקה והיצירה הישראלית על הבמה ומאחורי הקלעים עברנו את השנה הקשה הזו ביחד דאגנו אחד לשני חיזקנו אחד את השני ואני מבטיח לכם אני, אתם והאל שלצידנו עוד ננצח. לא בגלל הכוח, רק בגלל הרוח הנושבת בגבי. רק בגלל הרוח בתוכי, בדמי, בנשמתי. ולתפארת מדינת ישראל. Pretty amazing, Mayor. Yeah, it's wow. very cool. Wow. 
Uh, very cool. The, now, if that didn't blow you away, yeah. <laughs> the le- that he was the first light, uh, torch lighter. The last one was Mori, which is a title. Uh. Mori Yaish Giat, who came to Israel from Yemen. He's 102 years old, Kanina Hara. <laughs> wow. So he was pretty old already when he came, when the state of Israel was declared. <laughs> Correct. I don't know much. I never heard of him. So I did a little bit of research about him. He is one of the first people who settled in Ashkelon and helped, you know, build. He connects between the younger generation and the older generation. He's one of those very colorful characters. You know, you look at him, he has this long white beard and he looks the Yemenite look, but he's with it. Right. He's with it. And he connects the young and the old. <laughs> and they, as they introduce him, they said the Masoret, he, he, he gives over the Masoret, the tradition of generation to generation, Masoret shall Torah avodah. Oh. Shall shall arachim values v'shel musar. He writes sifrei Torah and donates them to young communities around the country. Mm. And he represents the Yemenite community who were really pretty much the first people that made Aliyah in the 1800s. Right. They heard about the possibility to buy land in Israel. We know that in Yerushalayim, in Silwan, and in other places, the Yemenites were the first. So he represents them. And this is him. And I have to remember something. The Vav that we're used to hearing is a W. Right, W. So, like a W. And he'll say something. The Komatz is actually pronounced like we Ashkenazim do. Yisrael. Right. And so forth. So hopefully you'll be able to understand it. All right, here it is. in Hilonim, Wammer Kulam Satikim, Hakadosh Barho, Itendi Daraz, Vina Maskel, Wikapelit Filotai, Lirfua Korhola Amezoel, Wapo Vahbeshem, Hesed Yasovano. <laughs> uh, a few things we should point out. First of all, he he read it like a tefillah. Right. 
you heard with that niggin. Yeah. He wasn't just Nusach. saying, right. yeah, right. He was a Nusach. Right. And he was saying, you know, this he's lighting this flame torch in honor of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I don't know if you got that. Mitzvat yeah. Yishuv Haaretz. Right. Now the Tzadi, I should have mentioned, is like a sir. Mitzvat Yishuv Haaretz. Right. And Datim. And Chilonim. There are no religious. There are no secular. Ve'amech kulam tzadikim. Quoting the Pasuk. Right. That was just such, that touched me very much, I must say. Amazing, amazing. We're celebrating Yom Ha'atzmo'ud, Israel's 73rd birthday at JM in the AM. Day 18, the counting of the Omer. If you got the count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. We'll go drop early to Rabbi Goldwasser, like get, get in some music. Plus, Ari Rakov's going to join us. It is a Thursday morning Yom Ha'atzmo'ud celebration at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We find a fascinating piece of Talmud in Meseches Menachos. There it says that if a person rents a house in the diaspora, he's exempt from putting up a mezuzah for the first 30 days. However, in Eretz Yisrael, he has to fix the mezuzah immediately in order to encourage the settlement of Eretz Yisrael. Shivim Panim La Torah. There are 70 different faces to the Torah. I would like to suggest that the reason that he has to affix the mezuzah immediately is because outside of Eretz Yisrael, we are not in our true home. But when we come to Eretz Yisrael, and there we rent a home or buy a home, it is the true home of Klau Yisrael. Because of that, we have to affix the mezuzah immediately. The great Ramosh of Lelev, he had a great love for Eretz Yisrael. He wanted to go each and every day of his life. However, it came to a certain point in time that he decided he needs to go. And a lot of people tried to get him to stay, not to leave Eastern Europe. They all needed him. However, Ramosh of Lelev was very stubborn in his resolve. He wanted to go, and he said, my advanced age doesn't allow me to stay here not one day longer. And so it was. In Elul of 5610, Rav Lelev and his entire family, also ten Talmidim and two Gaboyim, set sail. They left the Romanian ports to Eretz Yisrael. Finally, after an arduous journey where people tried to extort money from him, he finally reached the shores of Eretz Yisrael. It was just before the beginning of the month of Cheshvan, this was more than two months after the Lelever had already left Romania that his ship docked in Eretz Yisrael. As he was going off the ship, Ramosha told some of his closest people there, Yom Lishana, Yom Lishana, a day for each year, a day for each year. As we learn from Rashi, that the Miraglim had the punishment that we had to travel for 40 years because of the 40 days that they went to spy out Eretz Yisrael. However, no one understood that connection. No one understood what Reb Moshe Vlelev meant. Indeed, after living for 84 years with the dream of going to Eretz Yisrael, 84 days after stepping onto the shores of Eretz Yisrael, Ramosh Leib of Sasov 
returned his soul in purity and holiness to Hashem. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. To sing your praise, my heart to feel the joy. Let me have the gift for which I'm yearning. Another night in Israel. Desert flowers blooming in the spring, the grapes upon the vine. Let me walk the beaches in the moonlight Let me fall in love in Israel Wherever you go Shares from our souls A time to mend A time to gather stones A time for peace In Israel Let me hear the voice of bride and groom Of laughter in the sea the prayers of our children so they need not fear in Israel wherever you go Carry me home wherever
What a song, what a song. Sam Glazer, Yamatsmut morning. It's uh, in Israel. <sighs> Don't we all wish we were in Israel? 73rd birthday of the state of Israel. Mayor Weingarten is with me. Chag Sameach, Mayor. Mo'adim l'sim chali gulash lema. Amen. Amen lemar. I have good news for you, by the way. Okay. Because Avrami Finkelstein is one of the most efficient staff members uh, ever. He's the best. He is unbelievable, and we are so lucky to have Avrami working with the Nahum Siegel Network. I believe now it's 16 years. Wow. Which is pretty amazing. I think it's 16. I have to ask him. Uh, and I can't thank him enough. Anyway, you know what he sent me? He sent me, he sent me from Wikipedia the list of all international Bible contest winners. So. Ah, <laughs> so, I was right. It's so, online. So one day, Mayor, you and I will go through it and pay tribute to all the yeshiva high schools in this area that I've had the champions. There's one, there's one name, uh, I think. There was one USA winner. It right. Rabbi Weeder, I believe. Right. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Today, right. Rabbi Weeder. Correct. Um, wasn't a rabbi then. In high yeah, and when you say that, you mean a, a foreigner who won the entire contest. You know, yes, someone yes, outside of Israel correct, won the entire correct. contest. Yeah. Anyway, congratulations to the Frisch School, because the third place winner today at the International Bible Contest, Chidona Tanakh in Israel, uh, comes from Frisch. They're going to have a big celebration out there in Paramus, New Jersey today uh, at Frisch. Uh, JM and the AM on this Yom HaTzmut, well... Uh, I, I wanted to use the opportunity on Yom Atzmut to uh, highlight our friends at the Mizrahi, the RZA. Uh, th- there are a lot of topics that I could be discussing with her by Ari Rakoff this morning. As many of you know, we have an amazing relationship with Mizrahi, and that goes for World Mizrahi and, of course, the RZA here on this side of the planet. Uh, they are presenting our big Lagba Omer celebration, but I will not discuss that with him today. Uh, although I can report to everybody that as of yesterday— uh, we have our general chairman for the event, Mr. Steve Adelsberg. I can't thank him enough. You remember him, of course, from all of our sports conversations and different things we've spoken about on the air. He was with us uh, right before Pesach about the Chesed fun, or I shouldn't say fun, the Chesed campaign, right? It wasn't a fund. It was a campaign. So thank you to Steve Adelsberg. And a big thank you, as I said yesterday, to Ralph Rosenbaum, who's filling the uh, role as a New Jersey chairman for the event coming up on the 30th of April. And again, Mizrahi presents that live musical extravaganza, which will bridge the gap between us and everybody around the world because everybody will be watching, whether they're in Israel, America, or anywhere else in the diaspora, etc. Uh, so that's one thing. And then, of course, the rumor is that uh, once Mizrahi announced this uh, journey to Israel, which is going to be our focus in just a moment, uh, the rumor is that we would be uh, tagging along and broadcasting from Israel at the end of May. So far, that rumor is true. I only say it like that because you don't know what's going to happen with this whole COVID regulation thing, but we'll see what happens with that. And uh, and then, of course, many, many people enjoyed last night uh, all around this country and other countries as Mizrahi had speakers 
uh, doing the Yom um, uh, uh programs around the world via Zoom. Uh, we had one last evening for the Mizrahi of the East Side, and that's at uh, Mizrahi.org slash Israel360. And then, well, you know what, I'll save the final piece because it's really a continuation of the big trip that's coming up next month. R- Rabbi Ari Rockoff, Executive Vice President of the RZA Mizrahi here in the United States. Welcome back to JM and the AM. Chag Sameach to you. <laughs> Thank you, Nachum. Good morning, Chag Sameach. I, uh, I'll, I'll say it this way. Many, many people looked with tremendous skepticism when you announced that Mizrahi, RZA, would be the leaders in getting diaspora jury, specifically those from the United States, back to Israel. Uh, Some of us thought when you announced the trip there'd be zero response because people are so hesitant. Just a few weeks away, take a risk of planning a trip when who knows what the regulations will be and what the conditions will be like. Uh, Rabbi Ari Rakoff, you and the RZA decided to do so anyway. You announced the uh, the mission to journey home with RZA. And to tell everybody, like the AP has discovered, like Reuters has discovered, like the JTA has discovered, tell everybody in this audience what the reaction was to your announcement. <laughs> uh, the, re- the reaction has been tremendous, um, but I want to... Um, First of all, thank you for uh, inviting me on this morning. Sure. Um, and so, yeah. it's really, it's, it's an honor. I think we spoke first when I began um, after Sukkot six months ago, and in that conversation um, discussed that Mizrahi is a movement. Um, Mizrahi stands for and has always stood for connection uh, and deep bonding to Israel. So for us, the decision uh, to get back home, the journey home uh, was a no-brainer, and it still is a no-brainer, even with the question marks that uh, that, that remain. Well, um, what... the response has been tremendous. Oh, please go ahead. No, I was going to say the evidence you have that it's a no-brainer is—is is it true or not? Now you can tell us definitively because I've been alluding to it yep. for, the last, for the last forty-eight hours. Is it true that trips completely sold out? Well, I would say um, sold out with quotes because the restrictions of COVID, of course, right. any, we, right. we will be following all protocols and procedures. We have um, collaborated with a, uh, a very, um, a very, very, um, uh, a tremendous a travel agency called Israel Destination, led by Ari Frankel. I believe you know him, Nachal. Sure, we know him from the ancestors. Uh, who, who's guiding us every step. Right. So we, every move we make, Behind the scenes, um, this was not an open, uh, an, an open program because we have to keep it very, very small initially. But yes, it's it's oversold, and that's really the goal, Malcolm. It's to oversell and get our whole community back home. That's yeah. really what this is about. Yeah. And and the truth is, anybody out there. And now, look, I mean, <laughs> the, now that this precedent has been established, and, and we, please God, are actually going to get back to Israel on the backs of the RZA, which is remarkable um, uh, to have a, a leading organization lead American jury back to Israel. Uh, for those of you interested, um, uh, they're obviously going to be the experts in how to deal with all the rules and regulations for this summer, as Ari just described. Uh, and you know what? Another, another th- and let me just announce the address, and then I'll tell you another thing that I've discovered, Ari. Um, the address is rza.org slash journey home. rza.org slash journey home. There's a lot of things we could discuss this morning. This is the one thing we're doing this morning. When Ari's in the studio with us, hopefully in the next week or two, I'll have a chance to go through some of the uh, other things that are happening. But right now it's rza.org slash journey home. rza.org slash journey home. One of the things I discovered uh, 
once you announced the trip and I was speaking to people about it. People who never want to be part of a formal tour. People who just want to go to Israel and, you know, enjoy dining out and seeing relatives and, you know, traveling on their own. It is those people now that are telling me they want a real tour. People who haven't been there in two, three, four years for obvious reasons, especially for the ones that, you know, haven't been there for the last 14 months. And now they want to reconnect with the land by seeing some of the sites, by checking out the new attractions, things that they, you know, would not have seen a couple of years ago. And by, you know, getting in as much as possible, which is what happens, of course, on a tour. You just, you know, you load up the day with as many things as possible. I think that's one of the reasons for your success, by the way. I think more and more people in our community want to go back to Israel in a formal manner and really reconnect with the land. Absolutely. And I think you know, this is probably the first time in, in all of our lives that we can recall being separated from Israel for such a long time. Yeah. Uh, many of us have been privileged to study there to visit for, for holidays, visiting relatives, celebrating milestones. So uh, a year plus. Nahum, when was your last trip there? January of 2020. It is 15 months ago, and, wow. and, and I feel it every day at this point. Uh, it, is a, it is a longing that I wish every diaspora Jew had, and we try to convey that through these airwaves and get people to, you know, to, to, to pay attention to their own feelings of disconnection from Israel. Uh, but on a day like today, celebrating Yom Ha'atzmaut, what a difference, what a difference that our brothers and sisters in Israel are on the streets of Israel celebrating in every city, and we are here not only, you know, with a mild celebration compared to theirs, but we are here with the inability to actually travel to Israel, something that is, I would say, I, I don't know if I uh, say if it's unprecedented in, in Jewish history, but to a degree it is, because people have always been able to make an effort and, and actually get there some way, shape, or form. But but we're we're, sure. we're we're approaching levels of unprecedented in Jewish history. Thursday morning, we're celebrating Yom Ha'atzmaut. Nachum Siegel, Mayor Weingarten, and Ari Rockoff. Rabbi Rockoff is with us. He's, of course, the Executive Vice President of the RZA. All right, look, we're going to have a chance over the next couple of weeks, and certainly you'll join us. I know Lagba Omer morning, quite obviously, uh, because on the, on the presentation side, it's you guys who are the uh, – key sponsors of our event, which we very much appreciate. And one of the things that I'm happy about is I think a lot of people in Israel are going to be watching that event because it's going to be Friday afternoon, Lagba Omer in Israel. So I think it's going to uh, bring a tremendous amount of, uh, of attention. So we'll have a chance to talk then and other points in the next few weeks. Uh, but today it's all about the journey home. Today it's about that RZA Mizrahi had a concept that they could actually plan a trip, even <laughs> you planned this trip, even at a time when, <laughs> when the restrictions were in full gear. And uh, you can plan this trip and, and get to Israel in a responsible manner during the month of May. You're reuniting, reconnecting, and celebrating with Israel. It's a sold-out journey. And now we call everyone's attention to the website, rza.org slash journeyhome, rza.org slash journeyhome. Because I'm assuming that, again, based on the experience of this journey, Ari, uh, people are going to want to um, hop on and be part of one of your journeys uh, during 2021. Uh, both in terms of the content and in terms of just they'll know that everything's taken care of on both ends in terms of COVID restrictions, protocols, etc. So I, I hope people take advantage and that uh, those trips start to be uh, planned on the calendar. You, I mean, I, I, w- I would assume you guys are looking at this summer to to bring as many groups as possible, right? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. We've been, uh, as, as you said, flooded with interest. And, you know, it's interest in, in the journey home, Permissions. It's it's the 
it's the flooded with interest to join and, and collaborate, and uh, and I want to uh, thank everyone for, for for doing so because I really think this is a moment. Sometimes absence makes the heart grow fonder, and I think the longing that you referred to earlier is something we can all feel, and it's real, especially on a day like today. So yeah. I encourage everyone to. Uh, to reach out, to be in touch, and to be to be part of the Mizrahi movement. Yeah, my, my heart couldn't be any fonder, frankly. Simple as that. <laughs> uh, in, in, Thank you. Information about all of this. Remember, there's a lot to talk about with RZA, and we witnessed we witnessed a complete burst of energy at World Mizrahi a couple of years ago. And when I walked into Rabbi Daron Peretz's office for the first time, I expressed to him the skepticism about him being able to bring a burst of tremendous Zionist energy to World Mizrahi, and he proved me wrong. I did the same thing with Rabbi Ari Rockoff. He took this job, and I, I looked at him skeptically and said, I don't know if there's a 2021 burst of energy for the uh, religious Zionists of America, for the Mizrahi movement here in the United States. Well, in the first half a year that he's been doing this, he has proven me wrong. And they are following in the example of World Mizrahi, of not just being an important organization, which they've always been, uh, but really being energized during this period of time. And that is wonderful to see. It's also wonderful to be part of. We, we look forward to being with you over the next couple of months on all these special projects, Ari. And I wish you, you. I wish you a more. Happy Yom Atzmaud. Thank you. And keep it going. And we'll talk more about, this, about the journey and more uh, coming up on JM in the AM. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thursday morning, it's our Yom Atzmaut special. Mayor Weingarten is with us. Of course he's with us. It's our Yom Atzmaut special. I'm here. Yes, I am. Don't you know how it works, folks? Don't you know how it works? That if there's a Yom Atzmaut special, Mayor Weingarten is with us? I haven't left. Ma'adim l'simchali gulash to you, Mr. Weingarten. Mar, Mar Weingarten. We have a few minutes to um, try and do one more quick segment before the top of the hour? No, because okay. I, I have a bone to pick with you. I'm listening to the news at 7 a.m., 2 p.m. in Israel. And you know, Mr. Mayor Milim, that the... that the um, It's Meir Milim. Right. You know, Mr. Meir Milim, that the uh, the people here in the United States have stolen, literally stolen things from the Hebrew language, which which bothers me tremendously. Yeah, I know. You know, like, I'll give you an example. The banana. He, the Hebrew word banana. The, hey, don't ruin my routine. The Hebrew word banana, you know. The, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get through it as fast as possible. <laughs> You're so unfair. This is how I have my fun every year. Come on. <laughs> the Hebrew word telephone. But what, what what got me this morning in all seriousness, they used a word in the newscast. I wish I could hear it right now. I think it was provocateur. And I'm saying to myself, I wonder if that's what I think it is. Like, is that the English word provocateur? It, it, it may have been. Yeah, the provocative. Right. That was it. That was it. That was it. That was it. So, so again, yeah, it's getting worse. So, getting a, worse. a la banana, a la banana, they 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 are still borrowing uh, English phrases from this side of the world, or English words, I should say, from this side of the world. No comment. I see you're completely sitting this one out. Yeah, yeah, I'm sort of like trying to. <laughs> uh, you're trying to move on, huh? I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> it's not working, Mayor. I'm sorry. Have they? And, and of course, I apologize to you and the listener. And of course, and, <laughs> and of course, and of course, the word telephone. When you now say, in all seriousness, when you like, I'm at a concert. So in the old days, I'm sure at a concert in, in the Hebrew language, I'd use the word telephone 
you know, in whatever reference it was. When you're now telling people to shut their cell phones in Israel, what word do you use? Is it telephone? telephone but not telephone. They don't use the word telephone anymore. Uh, they might still use it. I need to know, Mayor. Could you check this out for me, please? Yeah, uh, yeah, or maybe Avrami will look it up. Avrami, uh, could you find this Wikipedia. out, please? If the common 2021 use of the Avrami, I know he's your boss and he pays your salary, <laughs> but you don't don't listen to everything. He's don't saying. listen to what he's saying. All right, Mayor, uh, another great segment for Yomatsmut Morning. This is what this is the reason why people actually tuned in. Uh, where are we going? Tell me what we're you doing. Mean they didn't want to know about bananas. I thought they so, did until you enlightened me minutes ago. Oh, okay. Maybe you're right. You know, you you. Time has proven you to be... Um, yeah, I the, usually uh, know what the audience wants to hear, you know. Yeah, that's why you're here for 40 years. Exactly. So, you know, like, they trust me on this one. But anyway. So... By the way, uh, Mayor, by the way, by the way. I, yeah. we'll, we'll tell the story another time. But you remember the time I did the routine with Avshalom Kor? With, um, with the banana no. th- You don't remember that? No, I Avshalom don't. Avshalom Kor, the great linguist, joined us. I think it was the Yomat Smut special. Maybe I should have just said yes. Of course I remember <laughs> I think it was the Yomatsmut special. So I do the whole banana routine, and basically, by the by the sound or lack of sound on the other end of the phone, I, I, he basically thought I was nuts and, and wanted to get into the actual, you know, Jewish, uh, the actual right. Hebrew language segment that we were supposed to be doing, you know. You yeah. don't remember that. He's That's a yekka. Yeah, he's a yekka. And I met him a, a, a numerous times now and always greets me so wonderfully. And every time he greets me, by the way, he pulls out a Hebrew word from his pocket, and I mean that obviously figuratively. He pulls out something. When the last time I met him, he did a whole thing. Stom, he he. Oh, first of all, I, when I told him when when I told when he discovered my name, he went into a whole thing about Levy, about the word Levy. Mm-hmm. And then we were we were um, uh, somehow we got into the topic of either Ashir or Talmud Torah, and and he was the one who who um, revealed to me. What the word Torah actually means, where the word Torah comes from. You know how many people teach it, right? Teach the Torah. Horaah. Horaah. Moreh. Do you know how many people listening right now could not even who are observant Jews and have heard the word Torah and used it a million times are not able to tell you what the word actually means? Very. Cool. And and that is why we are here. And that's why we're here. Go ahead, sir. Tell me what to do here. What are we doing? Um. So you have three clips uh, yeah. under Yisrael Al Dad. Uh. Oh, I'm going to that email. All righty, here we go. Yes, go ahead. Okay, so I saw this during the year, a video, and I said, Nachum would really appreciate this on Yom Ha'atzmaut. Mm. So it's it's actually about Haftet in November, the day that the partition plan, the date that the state of Israel was officially declared by the UN that was in November 29, 1947, that on May 15, 1948, when the British leave, There'll be a partition of the land of Israel into two parts, one for the Arabs, one for the Jews. And of course, the Arabs decided against that idea. Right. So Yisrael Aldad is asked, how did you feel when you heard it? I mean, we know that there was dancing in the streets, that people were, were, were just sitting rapt attention to their radios, listening to the vote from the UN, you know, Argentina. Yes. Egypt, no. You know, that. remember that whole scenario? Yeah, the, the vote. And, and then when, when it won, and there was joy and they were dancing in the streets. On Yom Ha'atzmaut, there wasn't. On Yom Ha'atzmaut, after the state was declared, they're going out to war. 
So there was no dancing in the streets. There was no great joy, but that great joy was on Haftep in November when right. when the state sort of started budding. Right. And we know that with Tzuyuhuda Cook, for example, he was in Avelut that. He was mourning at that. When everyone outside was dancing, he was mourning because he said, look what they've done. They've ripped Eretz Yisrael apart. They've taken away so much of it. And if you look at a map, and this is also something people don't know, go to Wikipedia, Google, whatever, UN partition map of Palestine and see what the Jewish state was going to be. Half of the Galil, the strip on the coast, part of the Negev, not Yerushalayim, not Yehudan Shemur. It, 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 was, it was barely defendable. It was barely viable. So he's asked, and, and this Israel al-Dad is one of the three leaders of the Lehi of the underground. So he's asked on this show years, years later, what were your feelings like when you heard that there was going to be a state of Israel? So clip one. So he, he says, he, it was a dichotomy. On one hand, he says, we have a state. People are shouting, yesh medina. After all the tzarot that we went through, after all the, the horrors of the Holocaust, and finally there's some good news, there's something to celebrate. So I understood the psychological dimension, he says, of the people's joy. Clip two. So he says, when, when did I start feeling busha, embarrassment? When I see the masses of people standing in the streets and listening to the radio, the UN vote, in the middle of the night, the time difference, it was like 2 a.m. in Israel, and the roll call continues, and they say, Siam, yes. And the crowd bursts out. <laughs> Long live Siam. <laughs> These are people who never heard of Siam in their lives are cheering like crazy. Nicaragua, yes. Yay, Nicaragua. <laughs> go ahead. Clip number three. Here we go. Wow. He says, Laanigana, how low have we sunk as a people? Uh, and, and that's the truth. We were at the lows of the lows after the Holocaust as a people. Yeah. He says, Siam is, is voting for a Jewish state for Am Yisrael, a 3,500-year-old nation in Eretz Yisrael, not in Argentina. How low have we sunk? We rejoice over UN countries that we never even heard of. 
And then he makes the big point. The state of Israel did not rise and was not established by the UN. That's something for all of us to remember. From the day the Romans sent us into exile, he says, already on that day, 2,000 years ago, the decision was already made, the will, the yearning for the return of Jewish sovereignty to Eretz Israel. We have roots here since Abraham, David, Yeshayahu, Sainit Sayam. I love it. And, that, that's the thinking of a lechi guy. Uh, correct. And it's also a lesson that many people today can still learn. As we sometimes worry about and are concerned about what, what other countries are doing or saying instead of just focusing on our rights to the land and the state of Israel. He points out, by the way, at some point, uh, which I had to edit out, says Ben-Gurion understood this. Yeah. Ben-Gurion understood this very well. And that's why, and we'll talk about Declaration of Independence in a bit, but that's why it also, it's, it's, it's everything in history and the UN resolution. Yeah. And that's why Ben-Gurion is uh, one of history's most amazing Jewish heroes, frankly. Not just yeah, the more I, and I did a lot of research for the next segment that we're going to do. And uh, wow, it, it, it is really amazing. Uh, it's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard and listeners sponsored digital radio around the world, the web, and NahumSiegel.com on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. זה מה שיש, זה מה שיש. ארץ קודש, זבת חלב, והדבש במענות של קרב, שהשקט בגועש, זה מה שיש, זה מה שיש. ארץ טובה, ארץ תקווה, ועד הסיון, ומר החרמון, זו התשובה. ארץ טובה, ארץ חיטת העינה ורימון. ארץ טובה, הבטחתי לך, הבטחתי לך. למשה, היא ניתנה כחוק. הוא לקח אותה בלי לבדוק, כן לוקח, לא חושש, זה מה שיש, זה מה שיש. זו הארץ, נולדתי בה, עם הטוב, עם הרע שבא, עם חלום ועם עיקש, זה מה שיש, זה מה שיש. Thank <laughs> you. 
J.M. in the A.M. Moadim L'Simcha L'Gulash Lema. Is it Etty Levy? Is that the name of the yeah, singer? Yeah, Etty Levy. Etty Levy with a and song entitled... A song. Oh, unbelievable. Already it's got a, re- a reaction on the app because people want to know who it is because the words are amazing. Etty Levy. We- Etty Levy, you can look it up on YouTube. Etty Levy, we with play Eric it Stola. often on the Israel show. It's, it's uh, amazing. It's a favorite, a fan favorite. Um, for the listener who asked on the app about the word Torah, Torah to teach, to teach, Torah, Torah to teach, uh, and welcome to uh, Nachum Milim, everybody. Welcome to Nachum Milim. <laughs> Since Mayor wants no part of my uh, Hebrew language segments, he, he thinks he's superior to me when it comes to analysis of the Hebrew language. So now I've created... No, no, we'll split the language. You'll do the words uh, like banana and Mayor, telephone. Mayor, you're interrupting my segment. It's not. It's Nahum Milim. Would I interrupt Mayor Milim? Of course not. No, no. Uh, Nahum Milim says to listener Zev, thank you. He tells me that banana in Hebrew is Moz, but nobody uses the word. M-O-Z-E. Is that right? M-O-Z-E? I haven't a clue. I think one year you did find out the real word for banana. That could be. And then uh, this listener says they use the word cellulari now. Cellulari. Telephone cellulari. Yeah. Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Excuse me. This is this is Nahomi Lim. Oh, I'm sorry. Please only comment when I ask you for a comment. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's the 18th day of the counting of the Omer. I forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. Community calendar, just want to mention on the 27th of April, an evening of inspiration dedicated to the memory of Rabbi Fabian Schoenfeld is being streamed by Margaret Teets Nursing and Rehab Center of Queens, New York. It'll be streamed on margaretteets.org and will feature Rabbi Noah Isaac Elbaum, Rabbi Eitan Feiner, Rabbi Yoel Schoenfeld, Rabbi Chaim Schwartz. It'll be moderated by Rabbi Zavol Perlman, the coordinator of Jewish Affairs at the Margaret Teets Nursing and Rehab Center. We'll have more information about the event as we get closer. All right, uh, Mayor, you alluded uh, moments ago to a segment about the Declaration of Independence of the State of Israel. Yeah, hmm. as as part of the question that I asked myself that I had never really thought about. Yeah. What was going on, technically, practically, as the date of the state uh, being declared gets closer and closer. Okay. Think about what has to be done. And as I started looking into some of those things, you realize, well, so, there's a lot of stories around it, but you realize how crazy it was because up until the last minute, they didn't even know if they were going to declare a state. A lot of opposition. A lot of opposition. And they were at war already. Right with the local Arabs, not with the Arab states, but with the local Arabs. So there's a war going on that Ben-Gurion, as the defense minister, so to speak, not yet defense minister, has to deal with. And let's see what else they have to think about. Well, we're going to have stamps, so we're going to have mail. Are we going to have money? Who's going to print the, the money, the banknotes? Right, all this was done by the British until now. They were the occupying force, but they were also the ones in charge. 
there's this looming threat. It's something that I learned recently by the State Department of the United States of America. General George Marshall, a hero of World War II, was Secretary of State when Harry Truman was President of the United States in 1948 and, and 1947. Here is one of the things that Marshall told President Truman. So, so I'm sorry. So I should say the State Department and the Secretary of State General George Marshall, the 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 person who came up with the Marshall Plan, mm -hmm. a, a hero, yeah. a, a national hero, uh, who, iconic in in history, an iconic, iconic, and who Truman looked up to basically says, this isn't going to happen. This Jewish state thing cannot happen. We cannot allow it to happen. And the whole State Department is with him. And in May of 1948, they call uh, Moshe Sharet, who is then called Shertok, to come to America and to meet with the State Department people, especially with Marshall. And um, Marshall reports back to President Truman and says, quote, I told Shertok, that they were taking a gamble. If the tide did turn adversely and they came running to us for help, they should be placed clearly on notice now that there was no warrant to expect help from the United States, which was warned them of the which has warned them of the grave risk which they were running. Marshall's message came through loud and clear. Postpone your state and accept the truce. Mm. If you roll the dice and you lose. Don't expect anything from us. Ugh. It's amazing. Yeah. Now, Sharet, yeah. two days before the declaration or three days before the declaration of state is going, getting on a plane to go back to Israel to be there for the vote and so forth. Okay. And he gets a call. He's already on his way to the airport. He gets a call. General Marshall wants to meet with you. Marshall knows that he's on his way to the plane. Just to give you an idea of how pressured this was in the middle of the conversation when they see that it's getting late, General George Marshall picks up the phone and calls the airport and says, hold that plane until this gentleman is ready. Wow. And basically he, he threatened, this is not written anywhere, but Charette tells, he threatened them that if they declare a state, he will do everything possible to destroy, not to destroy, but to not allow its success. For example, they will take away the tax deductibility of the Jewish charities that were being collected on behalf of Eretz Israel, oh. what we would today call the UJA. Right. It's, it's unbelievable. I never realized how much pressure there was. So on top of everything else, you have this huge pressure from the United States. We have one ace in the hole that God, God yep. <laughs> put history together in such a way yep. that Harry Truman, when he was a young man in the army, ran a canteen with Eddie Jacobson, yep. who was the Jewish friend, his pretty much only Jewish friend. Yep. And they opened a store together yep. in Missouri, a haberdashery store, and he loved... 
and and they went bankrupt and and he made sure to he meaning Eddie Jacobson made sure to pay back everything and he considered Eddie Jacobson one of the most special people in the world and Eddie Jacobson a, a whole long story which we've spoken about before yep. but he got Truman to meet with Weitzman and Weitzman convinced Truman so all throughout while this is going on Truman in his heart says to himself let them talk let them pressure when it comes time I'm gonna sign I have to interrupt you for a second because I mean I it's such an important point to point out the um there are different ways that people view today Israel Independence Day how one cannot conclude that it was one miracle after another, including the one you just said. One of the most powerful people in the world is pressuring Israel, threatening them, and threatening them with real stuff, real stuff that can be done or undone to the, to the people of Israel. I can't even say state. It wasn't a state back then. And sure enough, as you just said, you know, God created uh, a situation, a Queen Esther-type situation <laughs> decades before that would eventually lead to the recognition of a and, Jewish and, state by the president of the United States. Right, and we'll allude to this uh, in a few minutes, the idea of how, how much, how miraculous everything is. So they're all, they're fighting, they're, they're trying to, and now they have to, what do you have to do when you have a state? When you declare a state, you have to have a declaration of independence. Yeah, someone's got to start writing. Someone's got to start writing. Get your laptop out. Someone's got to start writing. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> got to write Declaration of Independence. And there has to be a seal, yep. the seal of the state. And a flag. And a flag. And and who's taking care of all this while we're at war, while George Marshall <laughs> is threatening Charette? And it's all put together, what, what do they say, with with spit and, 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 and scotch tape or right. something? Yeah. What, what's the expression? No, I forget, but yeah, I know what you mean. You know, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're, so... They had been working on a nusach for the for the um, for the Declaration of Independence for a little while, and they had requested suggestions for a, a state seal, right? The symbol, the seal of, of the state. Right. And what's interesting is the seal. While the flag has a Magen David, the seal doesn't. Right. The seal of the state is the menorah. Mm -hmm. Why the menorah of all? things think about it why the menorah could have been Aaron habrit it could have been i mean of, uh, of luchot, all the habrit, it could have been the right. habrit, of all the symbols and here's the what i believe is the answer and and this is based in part by a lecture and i i can't remember the name of the lecturer right now um the symbol of the menorah as a jewish symbol goes back already to the times of the maccabees I don't know if you can see this, but the coins that the Maccabees minted had the symbol of the menorah on them. Oh, wow. Nice. And the menorah is a very prominent symbol of Galut right. because of the Arch of Titus. Because right. in Rome, there is the victory arch that Titus, after he, he conquered Eretz Israel and destroyed the Beit HaMikdash, put up a huge uh, Arch de Triumph, so to speak, a, a, tri a triumphant arch. And one of the squares there, one of the frames, is the picture of the, the uh, Romans taking away the clay Beit HaMikdash. The looting of the Beit HaMikdash, right. The looting of the Beit HaMikdash. And very, very prominent there 
is the menorah. The menorah there is not the menorah of the Beit HaMikdash. It's changed around a little because they made it look more like a Roman menorah. But that's the menorah at the end of the day that is on the state seal of Israel. But if you think about it, here's the, the beauty of it. That menorah that went through all the galuyot of Judaism on the Arch of Titus, that was leaving Israel. That menorah was taking us away from the land of Israel. Mm-hmm. And now we're coming back to the land of Israel. We're taking that menorah away from Titus, away from Titus, away from Rome, and we're bringing it back to Eretz Israel. And so I think there's a beautiful symbolism in that menorah. And it really is an ancient, unlike the Magen David, which is much, much later in history, the menorah is a beautiful symbol of, uh, of the, an ancient symbol for the state of Israel. Excellent. Um, we'll take a break. We have more to say, but let's take a quick musical break and then. Uh, Is this a good go. time to do the Maccabees selection? Not yet. Oh, so we got to take a different musical break. I'm sorry. Let's well, uh, nothing to apologize for. Why on your playlist for today is there a song that includes the name Benjamin Netanyahu? Yeah, I thought that would be cute because. <clears throat> um, Benjamin Netanyahu, who is the prime minister of the state of Israel, so, somewhat, somehow. S- still. <laughs> still, we don't know exactly why. Uh, until the next election, whatever it is. Um, did a song, a cover of a song with Eden Ben Zaken for a charity. And obviously it's a publicity stunt, but it's still very cool to hear this cover of a well-known Israeli song uh, with... Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, who should keep his day job if he can. <laughs> Eden Ben Zaken and Benjamin Netanyahu. The song is Yesh Bi Ahava. Chag Sameach! Between 
נתיגה, ביבי, מה אתה אומר? יש בי אהבה, והיא תנצח. יש בי אהבה, והיא תתעורר ותיגע. יש בי אהבה, והיא It sounded like he was on key, Mayor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and if he wasn't, they probably were able to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Here he is uh, with uh, Eden Benzaken, Benjamin Netanyahu, a song called Yeshbi Ava. Yeah, you can say Benjamin Netanyahu sang at your uh, Yom Atzimut show. That's correct. He appeared on our Yom Atzimut special. It's Thursday morning. It's Yom Atzimut. It's Israel Independence Day, day 18, the counting of the Omer. Mo'adim l'sim chali gulash lema. Mayor, you were in the middle of telling us about what was going on in May of 1948. So, right. So all the pressure and all the hectic and everything and the, and the seal of the state and the stamps and the... Uh, and the and the banks, and the, and all this is going on, and Ben-Gurion now has the task, as Charette comes back from America and shares with him all the pressure <laughs> the and news. all the messages that he's carrying with him. Now, there's a big machloket among historians that Charette, in fact, come back convinced that they shouldn't declare a state and they should go for a trusteeship or something less, and Ben-Gurion convinced him that he, sh- he has to support the state, or did he stay, you know, strong throughout this and said it doesn't matter how what pressure is. The bottom line is there was a vote, so to speak, two days before by the Moetzet Ha'am, the, the, the inner cabinet of the Jewish agency. And there is a story that you probably heard when you were a kid, and I remember hearing from my father, you probably heard it from yours, that in the vote of whether they should declare the state Ben Gurion really pulled it out because it was six to four, right? Pro, you know, for the state, right. you know, because people were afraid. Yeah. They they were afraid. They were afraid of the other Arab countries joining the fight. George Marshall said, "You have you you've had already some success, but you're only fighting the local Arabs. Right. If you declare a state, all the other countries are going to come, and they did. Mm-hmm. Egypt and Jordan and." Iraq even sent, and Syria, all the other states are going to come. We're not coming to help you. So people were afraid. And now we get to this Declaration of Independence that people were working on already for, for a few weeks. And the initial draft, one of the initial drafts that I saw starts with Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, Elokei Israel, and all that. All that was out, 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 out. By the time we get to the days before, there's no mention of God in the entire Declaration of Independence. In fact, there's only one mention of any figure or being in the Declaration of Independence. Go ahead. Herzl. Herzl's the the only person 
in the end, person. in the end, the only person mentioned, and then of course, I'm sure what you're about to tell us is right. is how is the compromise about the God issue, right? Exactly. So, in this committee was Rav Maimon, the head of the Mizrahi, the Mizrahi that we just spoke about, right? And um, and a, a, a Mr. Sizzling who was representative of Mapam, who were more left-wing than Ben-Gurion and more socialist, communist, anti-religious than Ben-Gurion, if you can imagine that. <laughs> and there had been a, 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 a line left in that Bibitachon Bitsur Yisrael Vigoalo. Right. Right? With... Um, What's the word? The I'm supervision, the security, security, supervision. I'm trying to think. Bitachon, right? The trust, the. Uh, yeah, the tr- with trust. The faith, the faith, with faith. With trust in. The one above. Sur Yisrael Vigoalo, the rock of Israel and his redeemer. Right. And their redeemer. Right. And this Mr. Titzling says, I'm not, I'm not signing that. Who's this Goalo? I don't believe in any Goalo. And who came up with this? I don't know. There's a machloket. Some say Ben Guyon. Some say we're Maimon. At the end of the day, they said, "What about if we just say Tzur Yisrael?" Tzur Yisrael, the Rock of Israel. Ben Guyon says to Sizzling, "You believe that that's the Israel Defense Forces?" And he says to Rav Maimon, "And you believe that that's a God in heaven?" <laughs> that's good. I like right? that. Yeah. And everybody can be happy. Right. I'm going to read to you something that Mayor Soloveitchik, Robert Mayor Soloveitchik wrote about the American Declaration of Independence. Okay. America, inspired by the Israelite commonwealth and the Hebrew Bible, ordered that a reference to a providential God be added to its Declaration of Independence. But in the 20th century, the restored Israelite (laughs) commonwealth went out of its way to remove any such (laughs) reference. Uh, Life is funny. (laughs) Uh, so, and and then he says the the dramatic closing of the original draft of the American Declaration. It made it clear that it this is not a quote a firm reliance on divine providence, and that's bebitachon a firm reliance bebitachon right. between Israel. So that's I I think where that came from. Right. So so. Continuing the thought of of, um, of Mayor Soloveitchik, he says that when when this happened, we didn't know what will come, what will come f- next, what the future will hold. But more than any other event in the last seventy years, the state that was born in avoidance of any explicit affirmation of Israel's God now stands as the greatest argument for the existence of the very same God. And that is why many Jews on the 7th anniversary of Israel's independence will recite with renewed fervor prayers in their daily tefillot, in their daily liturgy, Tzu Yisrael, Kuma Be'ezrat Yisrael. There's one more piece to this. And uh, so if you want, you can do the declaration song now, and then we'll finish off with that last piece. The Maccabees have a song entitled Megillat Ha'atzma'ut, as we say Chag Sameach at JM in the AM. Thank you. 
A very powerful video by the Maccabees. Check it out after our Yom Atzmut special. It's the Maccabees Megillat Ha'atzmaut here 
at JM in the AM. Mayor Weingarten, of course, with us. Israel Independence Day. We're celebrating Israel's 73rd birthday. And now, Mayor, let's conclude the May 1948 segment. And so this was the compromise. And how did Rev Maimon get, get, sneak in his, one of the commenters mentioned that how did Rev Maimon sneak in God? into the Declaration of Independence, which was supposed to be got. In addition to the fact that he, he made a Shekhayanu, right. which we've played on the air, B'Shem Malchut, right. and and I, I read memoirs from people that were there that, that people were just crying. Golda Meir said that she was literally crying when he said the Shekhayanu. Wow. And, um, but everyone was told, so, so the Declaration of Independence, they finally decided on the Nusach about an hour and a half before the event would you believe and there's no way they were going to get it on a cloth but it didn't make a difference because the guy who was in charge of the ceremony couldn't find parchment to write it on (laughs) forget about the fact they didn't have time to write it on so when you see pictures of them signing they're actually signing a blank piece of parchment which was then later attached to the written uh, declaration of independence and it's David Ben-Gurion's name, and then in alphabetical order, all the other names. And people were instructed. They had to use the same pen. There was one pen that was designated to be used so that it looks all uniform. You can't bring your own pen and just sign your name. No writing, no, no scribbling anything else, no mottos and themes and whatever. And my own put in just before his signature, and you can see it if you look carefully at the Declaration of Independence, the Rosh Tevot of Be'ezrat Hashem. <laughs> and nobody said anything. Oh, I love it. So now the question is, what does Sur Yisrael mean? Hmm. The rock of Israel. Yeah. God, unwavering, who, like a rock, we can put our trust in his Geulah. The phrase uh, um, Tzur Yisrael appears only twice in Tanakh. Once in Yeshayahu, and there it is also in reference to Geulah, and once in the end of Shmuel Bet, which I'm going to read for you quickly. And Perak Chav Gimel, Pasuk Aleph says, David David ben These are the last words of David ben Yishai. There's only one problem. These are not the last words of David ben Yishai. He continues to speak in the next parak, and then in Sefer Melachim, he's speaking at the beginning of Sefer Melachim, and yet the Pasuk here says, David Now what I'm about to say is not Pshat, it's, it's Drush, the Targum Yonatan understands, therefore, that these psukim are dealing with the acharonim, the end of days. These are the nevuot of David that he was prophesized for the end of days. For the day of Nechama, of consolation, that uh, they are going to come. David ben Yishai said, um, I am the anointed one. I am, 
God has anointed me to to be, so to speak, the Mashiach, meaning to be the the head of the dynasty of uh, of, uh, of of Mashiach Ben David. Pasuk Bed is Ruach Hashem Diberbi God's spoke to me. Amar Eloke Yisrael, Li Diber Sur Yisrael. Moshel Ba Adam Tzadik, Moshel Yurat Elohim. The message is God revealed to me that I am worthy and how I should be, how I should go about governing like a um, an ethical king. But this is a connection between the end of days, the Geulah that we believe we are in, and the word Sur Yisrael, which only came about as a compromise. Right? Yeah. The, um, there was, for the first, um, up until about the year 1000, two Nuschait Filah, two uh, ways, uh, uh, um, two versions of the prayer. There was an Eretz Israel version and there was a Chutzlaretz version. Just that's the way it, it happened. And in the Yerushalmi, the Yerushalmi says, and we also find other places that, that this is verified, that in Eretz Israel, Nusach Eretz Israel, when we say at the end, Sur Yisrael, Kuma Be'ezrat Yisrael, Every day we say before Shmona Esrei, Tzur Yisrael, arise to, to um, redeem the people of Israel. We say, Baruch Hashem Ga'al Yisrael. They said, Baruch Hashem Tzur Yisrael V'go'ala. Hmm. And so, both Ravuri Shurki and I heard it from others say, the language Tzur Yisrael is according to the Kabbalistic notions also, that's the proper name for God when it comes to the Geulah. Unbelievable. Uh, you don't have an image of the Declaration of Independence in front of you, do you? No, but I can. Yeah, I'm looking at it on Google. I'm just curious where of my own signature is. I could see this. Um, okay, I'll, it, it goes in, there's, uh, there's in four, alphabetical order, if that helps you. There's four columns. Well, I think I see it right in the middle, in the middle of the second column. Am I right about that? I'm, I'm going to look at it in a second. And um, if you can queue up the Tefillah Shomam Dina, which begins, therefore, by the way, with Avinish Shomam Tzur Yisrael V'Go'alo, clearly referring to... I'm going to give me one second. I'm pulling it up on. Uh... All right. More coming up, everybody. It's a JM in the AM, Yomat's Mood, Israel Independence Day celebration. Sheba 
from our friends at Shoresh, Tfilat Lishlom Hamdina. Mayor Weingarten, you wouldn't happen to know uh, any of the authors of the Tfilat Lishlom Hamdina, would you? Well, believe it or not, like so many things about the creation of the state, no one can agree on it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Although we like to believe, go ahead, Mayor. That one of them, the main author was Harav Ben Sion Mayor Chayuziel, my mother's grandfather, who was the chief rabbi, the Sephardic chief rabbi at the time, together with Rav Herzog, who was the Ashkenazic chief rabbi, and then they gave it to Agnon, Shai Agnon, the famous author, to touch it up. Uh, of late, the Rav Herzog wrote at camp seems to be winning because they, uh, somebody did a doctorate and claims that he has proof, although right. I don't know that that's true. Ah, I sent on. you... Come on. Uh, <laughs> I, sent, I sent you a um, picture in your Ooh. WhatsApp. Todaraba Meir. And I also, some photos. I also wrote to you where you can find Rav Maimon's signature. The picture I sent you, ignore the red circle. That's just happened to be on that picture that I found. It's the second column yeah. of signatures, yeah. one from the bottom. Oh my gosh, it's as clear as it's as very clear, clear as, as clear as day. Bet Ayin Zayin Hey, Bezrat Hashem. Wow, amazing. Um, wow, pretty cool. What you learned from the JM and the AM Israel Independence Day special. But I learn. You do learn a lot in advance of this special, by the way. Yeah. Baruch Hashem. Yeah. We really, we've got you on your toes, as the expression goes. Mayor, our friends at Mizrahi published a Yom Atzmut magazine called HaMizrahi, special for Yom Atzmut. Mm-hmm. And in it, they have 73 reasons to love Israel. So I thought it was 73 mm-hmm. things about Israel. They have 73. By the way, the closer we get to the 100th anniversary, the longer these lists get. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That becomes a problem. So they have a bunch of different categories. I'd like to share some with you, if I may. Sure. You want to hear some beautiful things about Israel, Marv Weingarten? I'd love to. I think that um, loving the state of Israel and the land of Israel is not a mitzvah. It's close to it. But these are are, uh, facts that, that are perfect for our audience. You ready for this? Sure. Okay. Hang on a second. There we go. 75% 75% of Jewish-Israeli households light Shabbat candles. Yep. Water bar and refrigerator promotions advertise Shabbat settings. Yep. Israeli radio stations announce what time Shabbat comes in every week. True. Pet stores sell hamantashen for dogs ahead of Purim. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mayor's not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, I don't know. That that could happen here too. The IDF publicizes videos of its soldiers eating matzah on Pesach. See, here we do vaccine selfies. There they do matzah selfies. And the truth is that in the bigger picture of it, the entire IDF gets kashered for Pesach in a major, major campaign that t- takes place a few days before the holiday. The Rabbanut drafts all their Miluim people, all their reservists, and they, uh, they're called Sayeret Sirim, you know? And uh, they, they kasher the whole, the whole army, is kasher every kitchen. By the way, with my abilities on the, uh, on the battlefield, that would probably be my job in the army. <laughs> probably. Yeah. I want to be a kasherer because I'll be good at that. 
ain't going to be good in combat, but I could certainly be a good kosherer. Uh, you never saw me with a blowtorch there, Mayor. Uh, yeah. On holidays, public buses display signs saying Chag Sameach. They actually have a picture of a bus that says Purim Sameach on its screen, you know, the top screen. When I was in Israel last, I was on a bus and in Yerushalayim, and it had the Omer. Hayom, <gasps> so-and-so days to the Omer. No way. As, as a rotating thing, right? And one of the things was the oh, Omer to remind people. Oh, that's so amazing. That is so amazing. Oh, I thought. Uh, okay, next, let me give you a couple of more. The Iron Dome's cutting-edge missile interception technology has knocked down over 85% of the missiles aimed at Israeli cities in the last 10 years. Wow. That is unbelievable. I was right. Meaning, good and bad, by the way. There's right, but, but you know what I mean. That's But that's important. Yeah. That's important, both technology-wise and, of course, security-wise. The fact that they invented the Iron yeah. Dome. Right. right. Upon being sworn in, every IDF soldier receives a... Rifle and a Tanakh. Unbelievable. Um, Let's see what else we have here. Hey, did you know this? Did you ever hear of Brigadier General David Laskov? Yeah, he's from the previous generation. So did you speak. know that when he was 85 years old, he was pronounced by Guinness as the oldest soldier in the world? No, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. By the way, our friend uh, Jacob Lazarus, who uh, lives in Israel yeah. uh, and is listening to the show, uh, says another reason is that you get a discount on renting cars for Shabbos and Yantav if you're from. If you're religious and you don't drive on Shabbos and Yantav, <gasps> you get a discount with a lot of the companies because oh. you're not going to use the car on Shabbat and Yantav. They know it won't be used for 25 hours. Right. Oh, Thank you, Jacob. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Wow. One of the greatest archaeological finds of the century was discovered in Israel. The Dead Sea Scrolls. Right. Uh, which is also a part of the part a, of the the process of Geula, if you ask me. Oh, interesting. It sat there for two thousand years and was discovered in nineteen fifty. Unbelievable. Hey, Mayor, I never heard of this. Although often mistaken for a crater, Machtesh Ramon is actually the only geo geological structure yes. of its kind in the world. What's that the world. about? Correct. And not far from there is the Dead Sea, which is the lowest point in the world. Wow. Have you ever seen it, the... Uh... The Machtesh? Yeah. yeah, many years ago. It's a place for people who like to go hiking and bicycling, and somehow that... You don't like hiking and bicycling? Doesn't include me. <laughs> Uh, the desert just north of a lot is home to the world's oldest known copper mine, said to be from the Timna mines from the times of Shlomo Hamelach. And finally, Mayor, if you wish, in Israel, you could dunk in a two thousand year old mikvah and pray in a two thousand year old synagogue. What do you think of that? Yeah, that's true. That's very cool. Unbelievable. Very, very cool. Ishkayach, that's very nice. I want to thank Rav Daron Peretz and everybody at World Mizrahi. They do an amazing job with the magazine called Ham Mizrahi. I'm assuming the next one is probably a Yom Yerushalayim Shavuos combination, I would guess. And you should check it out. If you don't uh, get it physically, because a lot of shuls do distribute it here in the area, if you don't get it, then just go online, uh, Mizrahi.org, and check it out. I mean, uh, they have just so many articles that you can print out before Shabbos and Yantif and just so many things to share with your family. Th these 73 facts, everyone should have it at their Shabbos table and just go through with the kids. I'll have a good time with it. It's an amazing uh, educational tool, so thank you to everybody at Mizrahi. 
Uh, and it's available. Did you say mention it's available online? Yeah, Mizrahi.org. Oh, sure. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah no problem. Uh, you I know. was distracted. You have other things to worry about. Come on. Uh, can we do the Yoni uh, Ganut selection? Yeah. All right, we'll do this one next. What do you want to tell us about this song? Anything special? None of the beautiful words. It's brand new, and um, and it talks about God revealing himself to us and protecting us under his Sukkot Shlomecha, under his Sukkot peace. Mo'adim l'simchali gulash J.M. in the A.M. Frost, <laughs> Yoni Genut. You like that one, Marvine Garden? Yes, yes. And it specifically <laughs> refers to the Gula and Mashiach and all, all the things, the themes of Yom Atzmot that we are celebrating today. All the things that the Hakamat Medina was part of the process. Process uh-huh. started way before the Hakamat Medina, but. Oh, yeah. 
But the Hakamat Medina is a big part of the process. By the and way, it's a, yeah. and it's a long, slow process, which isn't over yet. We're still in the yeah. middle of it. Some people would say slow, slow. This is amazing. It's going at that at super speed. Well, in a way, it is, but it's also we have to be patient as well. Right, uh, Mayor. Can I quote to you from a WhatsApp listener who just contacted me, please? Can I quote? Please do. Can I quote this please to you, do. please? Yes, please. This do. listener says, "Listening and enjoying. Thanks." I am always fascinated how the heck Mayer knows all this stuff. <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that comment. <laughs> well, you know the answer, right? I do? What's yes. The, what's the answer? I am a genius six days a week. <laughs> right. Mayer's a genius six days. At a time I've, of the said, I've, of I've said that. And Gdolador, right? <laughs> right? I've said that many times. The problem is if you see him on Shabbos or Yuntif, he can't Google anything. Clueless, just clueless. And that's the truth. The well, truth I, but, is, I, but I would say before Google, you did a pretty good job on the special, frankly. Thank you. But the truth is that I wouldn't be able to do this without Google. The, the power of the Internet to bring all these things, are uh, it's awesome. Mayor and, endorsing big tech. Everybody note and, this. And let notice. me just tell you this. This Internet thing is going to be big one day. You'll see. <laughs> I've told you that before. I've warned you. The web is going places, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. Big t- <laughs> Meir, all I can say is and Amen. And same to you. Thank you so much for always having me on and giving me the opportunity to share so much and learn so much. Well, it's a true honor for me and for the community to uh, have you as the centerpiece of our celebration. And if, it, and if you're not busy, Monday morning, May the 10th, and I know Monday's an Israel show day, but nonetheless, Monday morning, May the 10th, Let's get together for Yomi Yerushalayim, Mayor. Uh-oh, okay. he's, he's hesitating. <laughs> no, no, I'm not hesitating at all. I'm just trying to think it out. Oh, it's a Monday. I didn't look it up yet, so. Monday morning, May the 10th, together, okay. Bezrat Hashem, again, we will be. for Yomi Yerushalayim. It's Absolutely. Great, it's a great time of year because we get to do this together. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network. And of course, the beloved NSNF. And that'll wrap up an amazing Yomatz Mood, Israel Independence Day, 73rd birthday celebration. Big thank you to Mayor Weingarten, of course, and to all of you for tuning in. Tomorrow morning, we're back. We're going to wrap up the week with a massive Friday morning show. Make sure you're with us, everybody. You don't want to miss it. God forbid. Yomatz Mood Sameach, full Thursday schedule, plus, of course, between 11 and 1, we'll do a live lunch from this studio. I'm sure Yomatz Mood will be... Uh, spoken about and um and make sure to be tuned in have a fabulous thursday and chag sameach till tomorrow reminding you remember to pass live the present and trust the future